What I love most about cats is their personality. They're the non-prescription antidepressant. I call him my boyfriend because he loves me. He's my guy. He's my, he's my Chester. My image of a crazy cat lady is this middle-aged woman who wears thick cat's eye glasses. Unmarried, unkempt, don't have a life, <laughs> you know, and that sort of, they turn to their cats because nobody else will love them. Just because, you know, a single woman has cats doesn't mean she's a crazy cat lady. You can almost tell what the thoughts of the people who produce this stuff are by what they show and the questions they ask. Hey, cat owner, what do you think qualifies as a crazy cat lady? Followed by the cat owners either describing each other or describing themselves. That's some TLC-level editing right there. I imagine there's some guy down in a basement drinking a two-liter soda as he goes through hours of footage just so he can piece together scenes like that. Good thing he did because he is showing us the end result of believing things that are false and letting your life go to crap. Let's get into it, but first, if you like the content you see on this channel, then consider making a donation. Viewer support is the best way to keep independent content creators independent from big tech, so your support is highly appreciated. Links to my PayPal, Patreon, and Subscribestar pages can all be found in the description. And also, don't forget to support me on Alt Tech. You can find the links to my Parlor page and my BitChute channel in the description as well. Now, when I say that this is the future of feminists and the future of feminism, I am saying that this is the end result of the things they preach, not necessarily the idea of equality and women's rights, whatever those things mean in the current year, but the things they preach by the behaviors they model. When you promote things like the wage gap, which they still do, you are telling a massive amount of people to believe in terrible science. When you popularize phrases like, all women should be believed, you are popularizing the idea of accepting any narrative without evidence. The reason we have standards of proof is because sometimes people lie. When you cancel people who disagree with you, you are telling your followers to attack their opponents instead of debating them and never seek out new information. Well, this is the kind of lifestyle that behavior leads to. It doesn't necessarily lead to owning 100 cats. But it does lead to a life of misery, especially when you realize that you, yes you, have problems, and the behaviors that mainstream feminists model will lead you to never solving them. Problems are like cobwebs that, over time, turn into chains, and the chains look a little something like what we see in this documentary. It's called Cat Ladies, and it originally aired in Canada in 2009. The film's producers interviewed hundreds of cat ladies for their documentary, and followed four of them around to see what their lives are like. Let's start with our first cat lady, Jenny. My name's Jenny, I'm a cat lady because I love kitties, because they're independent, they do what they wanna do, they don't care, and I have 16 of them. I like cats because they're independent and they do whatever they want. She says that as she literally forces the cat to stay on her lap when it wants to leave. Your 16 cats are not independent. You feed them, give them shelter, and clean their poop. You are describing a child, not something that is independent. If it was independent, it would be taking care of itself. So clearly, the reason Jenny says she likes cats is not the reason she likes cats. 
But I will say that her statement is a reflection of her values, and valuing something that does whatever it wants is valuing hedonism. Hedonism does not lead to a life of happiness or a life of meaning that will make you feel good about yourself. That's more where her problem lies. Speaking of feminism, Jenny is a 35-year-old real estate agent who lives on her own without a man supporting her and reads Cosmo magazine. This is what feminists are telling women to be. This is what a strong, independent woman looks like to feminists. There's one problem, though. No one wants her. I appear to be put together, you know, friendly, whatever. People can't believe that at 35 years old that I'm not married and I don't have any kids. The reason you need to train people to base their ideas on facts, reason, and evidence is because most people don't have a clear idea of what their motivations are or have a clear perception of how others see them. People need to have a mechanism to discover what's wrong with them when things aren't going their way. As I mentioned, you can see in the first clip of Jenny that she acts in a way that directly contradicts why she says she likes cats while she is saying why she likes cats. In the clip I just showed, she describes herself as friendly, but does so in a very off-putting and angry way. You know, friendly, whatever. She says that she appears to be put together and has the delusion that people don't notice things like what she just said. But you have to ask, if everyone thinks you are great and emotionally stable, why aren't you achieving the social connections that you want? I think I'm a great catch. And then it's kind of depressing that I guess no one else has seen that. But again, then I have the cats as an excuse. But I'm fine, don't worry, I'm not like, I'm not on medicine or anything like that anymore. Her delivery of that last statement was so awkward that I originally thought that she was an actress and this whole thing was faked. However, everything else in the documentary checks out, so that's unlikely. When she made that last statement, though, her affect or emotional state was completely off from how a normal person would act, which means she's either a bad actress or she is very emotionally deranged. That's something anyone can pick up on. Our survival in less civilized society depended on us noticing stuff like that that was out of place. Or let me say it this way. In science, we can't see certain particles, but we know they are there because of the effects they have on other particles so I don't need to know the full story to tell something's wrong. I may not be able to specifically state what your emotional problems are when I first meet you, but based on the way you act, I can tell that there is something that you're trying to hide. And so can other people. Speaking of evidence, she says that she is a good catch, but she has tons of evidence of the opposite. If she were a good catch, she wouldn't be 35, unmarried with no kids, even though she desperately wants those things. I have this sickness where I need to take care of things and I don't have a husband and kids to take care of. Izzy. I've always only had my animals to take care of. Not you. But yeah, these guys, I don't know, take care of me by letting me take care of them. (laughs) The evidence shows that she deeply wants children. She has like 20 different animals designed to mimic the caretaker role and she outwardly states multiple times during the documentary that she wants a family. It also shows that her statement about her being a good catch is not true. She wouldn't need the cats if she was a good catch. But she is in such delusion that she can't see that, so she does nothing to work on it. Therefore, you get a house full of cats and some other animals who are like little emotional hostages that are forced to like you 
instead of what you actually want, which is a family. So I say this in all seriousness. Do you really want to follow feminism's terrible life advice? Do you want to follow their claims based on zero evidence? Do you want to say things like single motherhood are great? Do you want to distort the biological desires of men and women? Do you want to tell people to do whatever they want and take no responsibility for their mistakes? Well, this is what you get. Addiction and a life without purpose or meaning where you feel terrible all the time. I have friends. I go out. Not like a lot. No, you don't. At least not any real friends. I'll get to the evidence shortly. Most people would never know I have a cat problem upon meeting me. And then hopefully by the time they get to know me, I'm so charming it doesn't matter. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> I get it. Your plan is to lie to people about who you are until they are so attached to you that you can manipulate them into accepting your severe addiction. How has that led you to being happy? Wouldn't it be easier to just work on your problems instead of justifying them with mental gymnastics? Now, if you have been watching my channel for a while, you know where I have to go next. I'll keep it quick because I've already discussed it well enough in other videos. This behavior has an origin. During the documentary, we find out that Jenny had a terrible childhood with an abusive, alcoholic father. She learned how to become addicted to buying animals from her father's addiction to alcohol. And it's not just that. Something I haven't talked about, which is another side effect of terrible parenting, is that it's not bad enough that you had to deal with bad parents, but very often the siblings grow up to hate and abuse each other as well. Did you go away for the holiday at all? No. No? I wish. I was supposed to go to my sister's for Christmas dinner. Supposed to? Yeah. Well, I went technically. But? And I was knocking and they were inside fighting. And then I pounded on the door and then she screamed at me to wait. And then she came to the door in her pajamas and I said, I'm sorry, I didn't know if you could hear me knocking over your domestic. And if this is what it's going to be like, here's your present, here's Steve's present, I'm out of here. And then I went home and had leftover Chinese food. Aww. This is the sad part, and this is what I meant when I said that she doesn't have any real friends. There have been many occasions in my life where my family has adopted people who were alone on Christmas or some other holiday, and I know that there are places where I could go in the event that my family couldn't get together for a holiday. If she had real friends, why didn't she just call one of them up and ask if she could come over? Who wouldn't have helped her in that situation, especially because she was so distraught about it? But that's not what she did. She was so depressed about it that she didn't even bother to make herself a meal. She ate leftovers. I will say that the one good decision that she made was to not engage with her abusive sister. Outside of that, do you really want a life like this? A life where no one actually cares about you and all of your acquaintances just kind of sit there and feel sorry for you like that guy she was talking to? This is what happens when you don't work on yourself or take responsibility for your bad decisions. Yeah, they've stopped me from doing a lot of things. Forming relationships, traveling. Yeah. I just given my personality, they've kind of been a good excuse too. I don't like to fail. <laughs> so if you don't try, then you can't fail, right? And if you got a good excuse not to try, then there you go. All right. I think that's enough depressing material for one video. She goes on to describe herself as someone who doesn't have a problem. 
Only the people who have more cats than her have a problem. 16 cats is fine, but 20 cats, my god, that would be ridiculous. Here's a little secret. It's not about the number of cats you have, it's about the consequences the cats bring. One of the women in the documentary, Margot, only owns three cats, but she still has a problem because of her unhealthy relationship with them. As for Jenny, there was an ABC report on this documentary roughly a year after it was filmed. She got worse. One of her cats died, and she ended up buying more animals to replace it. This story ends badly, and unfortunately, that's not too uncommon when it comes to addiction. In all honesty, I think these cats are a life preserver, and Jenny said as much herself. I don't know if this describes every case of addiction, but a significant portion of addicts are engaging in their addictions to keep themselves alive. It's a survival mechanism. My life is terrible, and I need something to keep me living. I mentioned before in a different video that YouTuber Boogie2988 said that video games and food saved his life when he was at his worst. It could be that, it could be getting high all the time, it could be gambling. It doesn't matter what vice you pick because the vice is not the problem or the answer. The answer is to fix the problems that are making you so miserable. If you do that, quitting your addiction will seem like nothing. As for the other people in the documentary, their stories are essentially the same. Trauma in childhood, followed by a heavy amount of loneliness in adulthood. There's Margot, the one I mentioned before, who has collected over 200 whiskers from her cats. Uh, that's not creepy. Then there is a more disturbing story that comes from Deanne, who actually seems normal. She was a successful banker when she was younger, and she used to be attractive. Kind of along the same lines as Jenny. Jenny isn't ugly, and I'm sure she looked even better when she was in her 20s. At the very least, both of these women did not start out as a lost cause. But it just goes to show you that this stuff can happen to regular people if they let themselves go. If you are thinking, I'm attractive and I will always get my way, this is what awaits you when you get older. Deanne did really well in her former life until she got laid off from her bank job and let herself go. Now she has over 120 cats. However, there is some positive news, which is that Deanne did sound disgusted by her behavior. She was the only cat lady in the documentary who had a realistic outlook at her addiction, so there is a fair chance that she actually got better. Listen to this. People do call us crazy cat ladies, and I say, yes, we're crazy. This is my answer. This is the sound of someone who is moving in the right direction with their addiction. There's one more cat lady I haven't mentioned yet, and I would be remiss if I didn't talk about her. This is Ziggy. Ziggy is a type of person that I cannot stand. I don't know if Ziggy identifies as a feminist, but feminism tends to create a lot of people who are like her. Ziggy is a self-righteous do-gooder who claims that she is looking out for the best for everyone when she is actually doing something really evil. Here is Ziggy. I find it rather amusing that people would call me the crazy cat lady because I don't look at myself that way. I am motivated to take in every cat that I see running loose that needs a home. Yeah, there's nothing unhealthy about that. Of course she doesn't think she's crazy. Nobody who is crazy thinks they are crazy. 
That's why they don't fix themselves. But Ziggy is not just any regular cat lady. She is a savior and a saint. I guess, in a way, I am the Mother Teresa of these cats. Mother Teresa. Gee, I think she would have considered herself Jesus Christ if he was a woman. Well, let's see Mother Teresa in action. Okay, there she is. We got action. Is she in? She's in. She can't get out. Okay, we got her. Good kitty. There we go. We're safe now. Come on, sweet. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. There we go, sweetie. There we go. After you've trapped them, you feel like you've won. You've won something. When you see the look on their face, literally the look of surprise, that somebody cares about them. Exactly. I would say that when that cat was having a panic attack and ferociously trying to get out of that rusty cage, it felt loved. My God, this woman is a psychopath. She said she gets a high off of trapping cats and then forcefully bringing them back to her small home so it can be thrown into a cage with 200 other cats. We get about 10 to a dozen cat hoarding calls a year. I would say 99% of my cases, uh, the, the people who are cat hoarders or who think that they're doing what's best for the cats are women. By the way, how does she know that she's not kidnapping someone else's cat? That cat looked pretty healthy. Not like it was on its last life or barely surviving. But she feels accomplished when she causes something else pain. That's evil. That is the definition of evil. This is the kind of thing I think of when feminists say things like, Think of the children! Oh really? Think of the children? Why do you always use that line when you're trying to extort cash from me or impose some tyrannical law? These people don't care about the things they say they care about. They are just a means to an end. She is forcing hundreds or actually thousands of cats by her own report into her home against their will because she doesn't want to fix her mental problems. You can tell that's the case if you stop listening to her words and pay attention to what she does. And think of the smell. In an ABC interview, the director said it smelled like a giant litter box. Her neighbors said it smelled so bad that they could smell it as soon as they walked outside. Here's her response to their complaints. People like them really should get themselves a hobby instead of just trying to find fault in somebody who's doing something for humanity when they aren't. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were a martyr. And of course, just like every other hoarder, she doesn't have a problem. I'm not a hoarder. I do not want to keep any of these cats. There isn't one cat in this house outside of some seriously ill ones that I know are better off with me because I know how to treat them. I would like to see them all go and find a new home. Then I'd be able to take in another hundred cats. So you don't want the cats, but as soon as they're gone, you would take in more. Yet you don't have a problem. I've said this before, but no sane person calls themselves a saint or goes on about how much of a good person they are because they realize that in the process of becoming a better person, we've all done bad things. A good person realizes that they are capable of doing evil and does what they can to prevent it. A bad person spends so much time talking about what a saint they are that they ignore all of the horrible things they are doing. 
like torturing thousands of cats because you feel lonely. Look, she doesn't even care about the feelings of the cats. She wipes her dirty hands all over them. Okay, this'll do it for now. There you go, tiger. Come on, sweeties. Come on. Come on, honeys. There. Nice to wipe off the hands. They'll clean themselves off later. Imagine that I really need to empty the trash in my house, so I go and dump it all over your living room and say, Oh, don't worry. You'll clean up my garbage later. Yeah, thanks for hoisting your problems onto someone else. Ziggy could just wash her hands in the sink, but now that cat has that disgusting meat gruel all over it. Imagine how mad a human would be if you did something like that to them. Anyway, clearly the theme of this documentary is loneliness. These women have started hoarding animals because no one wants to be around them, and the cats can't say no. Understand that I show you this stuff because if you don't take care of yourself, this could be you or you could be some variant of this. More importantly, I say this because a lot of people these days are just shoving away social relationships. Never before the last few years have I seen so many people say they don't have friends. That's not a problem you can just roll your eyes at. That is a serious crisis. Or maybe the problem is that they have friends, but all their friends are garbage. Like Jenny has a family, but her sister treats her like crap. That is a horrible way to live. Not only is it nice to have other people around you, but they will keep you from engaging in self-destructive behaviors like these women are engaged in, or they will keep you from harming others like Ziggy does. There are two things that you need to do to make friends. You need to make yourself socially palatable, and you need to go out where people are. You can't do this from your computer. It's like applying for a job. You need to make yourself desirable to an employer by learning useful skills, and then you need to go out and look for a job. And don't give me the, duh, you apply for jobs online these days. If you actually want a job, you should be doing everything you can to meet the person who is going to hire you before you ever fill out the application. When it comes to making friends, you need to put yourself in places where other people go. Now, if you are in a place that's currently locked down, then for the sake of argument, pretend that there are no lockdowns, and I will discuss COVID in a minute. When making friends, you want to go to a public place where people are interested in the things that you are interested in. If you like video games, go to a video game tournament. Local video game tournaments are all over the place. If you exercise, and we all need to exercise, go to an exercise class like yoga or weightlifting. If you are in school, join a sport or a club. Ideally, you'll want to make this something that you go to on a regular basis so you see the same people a lot. Typically, you'll have to see someone more than once before you befriend them. That's why it's a lot easier to make friends when you are in school. You are seeing the same people all the time. Once you pick your activity, start saying hi to people and start making conversation. If you don't know what to say, compliment them on something or ask them some random question like where something is or what kind of phone they have. If you get good enough at talking, dumb questions like that will lead to bigger conversations. And of course, dealing with the current COVID environment, there are still plenty of ways to hold you over. Find an activity you like and join a Discord server that involves that activity. For example, you could join a Discord server for some collaborative game you play like Apex Legends or Among Us. There you go, instant friends. At some point, though, you should be aiming to have friends in real life, not just online friends. 
Outside of that, if putting yourself in social situations is not leading you to friendships or you can never get past saying hi to someone and small talk, it's because you aren't socially palatable. You need to gussy yourself up, stop dressing like a homeless person, and get a haircut. Speaking of tradition, one of the traditional female roles is to clean and decorate stuff. Why do they do that? It's because cleaning and decoration attracts people. I can't tell you how many times I've seen someone do a really good job setting up their Christmas lights on their house, and people will just flock to it. If no one wants to go inside your home or apartment, clean it and decorate. Think about it this way. Would you want to go inside of Ziggy's house that has over 100 cats in it and smells like a litter box? I wouldn't. Her neighbor's biggest problem with her is the smell of her house. That stops them from ever interacting with her before they even know who she is. By the way, it's generally a bad idea to do things that anger the people who live around you. Once you clean yourself up and learn how to not come off as a weirdo, the next step is to develop useful skills. You know, for me, it's really nice as a YouTuber to have a friend who is a sound engineer. It's also really nice to have a different friend who is a survival expert who I can call to fact check a recent video I made about survival. These things are very desirable and they make me want to keep those people around. That's how you make friends. You have to be desirable and go out and do things on a regular basis where other people are. As I said, typically you'll have to see a person a few times before they are willing to be your friend. It should go something like, hey, that's the guy seeing CrossFit every Tuesday. Becoming friends that way is a lot easier than trying to make a friend on the first meeting, especially if you aren't yet that competent with your social skills. So that's how you keep yourself from being alone and ending up like these cat ladies who are destitute and miserable. It might be difficult to go out and learn how to talk to new people, but I assure you that the stress from that is way less harsh than the depression that comes from having no one around. And with that said, I think that's enough for this video. So if you liked it, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, comment and share. If you would like to support this channel, then you can do so with PayPal, Patreon, and Subscribestar. All the links for those are in the description. Last, if you haven't checked me out on BitChute or Parlor, you can also find those links in the description. Otherwise, thanks for watching, and I'll see you in the next video.